The highest compliment that can that you can pay me is to say that I work hard every day and that I never dog it. That's Wayne Gretzky. One thing can be said about the RoboCost performance from the 2023 Week 1 matchup versus the Howitzers. They worked their caprice off to secure the win. Oh my God. The RoboCops proved to be the superior Jesus team Christ. by taking an early lead, keeping the pressure on, and making Addisons that exemplified their overall skill, knowledge, and superiority. Despite what you're thinking, this was no laughing matter. The RoboCops were better in so many ways that I Donato where to even begin to explain the levels, but they kicked Is my Zegras. At one point near Thursday or Friday, the Howitzers could be heard asking for someone to please call the doctor because this matchup has caused serious traumatic Ryan heart failure. Oh, no. The oh started off fast and strong, taking an early lead. They, they could chuck me around from the start like a hungry bring cat. And once they pounced, they continued their display of dominance by never letting me muster a single lead. I know what you're thinking. How can I let this happen? The truth of the matter is that no matter how much I ranted and raved, there was no stopping the avalanche once it started. Even after some feeble attempts at adding spot starters and streamers players, there would be no recourse. On the contrary, with the Addisons of Tompkins and Cotter by Robocop later in the week, it was enough to bring the whole thing Lynn home. <laughs> Not only did they bring it home, but they slammed the proverbial Theodore right in my face behind them. In conclusion, the Robocop's relentlessness, conditions, and consistency was a spark that helped fuel the Robocop fire, forced through the wind against the Howitzers and established themselves as a superior team, regardless of the projections. It's quite simple. When you do all of all the maths and the bottom line is, is that they scored more points and warded off while, while actively enforcing the embarrassment that would be sure to befall the Howitzers for the remainder of their season. With that said, championship teams go through pitfalls along the way, meaning everyone deserves a humbling experience that pushes them to move forward, work harder, and get better. This was that moment for the Howitzers. The battle was won by the Robocops, and they deserve the win. But this is just the beginning of the war. There'll be many more, and when that day comes, the Howitzers will be ready. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was so well done. Uh, you're muted there, Blair. Oh, his shit died. Okay. Right. We'll <laughs> Technical just, difficulties. We'll be it. That was incredible, though. I liked it. That was so funny. <laughs> I, I was wondering which way, because you said you're getting creative with it. It's going to be good. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, what is he going to do? Because I was going to do it like rhymes. Like every sentence is going to like limerick or some shit, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I got a plan, right? I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, no. I Originally, this was going to be like, I was going to make this thing into a song. And then I was like, no, this isn't going to work. I was, like, I was this waiting is for way the acoustic long. guitar to come out oh, and everything. I was thinking about it. But you know what it was? Once I started writing, I was like, this is going to be way too long for a song. <laughs> I'm not singing this whole thing. So, no, that was, that was impressive. That was really, really good. <laughs> I, honestly, there's some... Hard words to rhyme in that one. Like, there were some really hard ones, but I got, I think I did all right. And I didn't get all the names because some of them are just impossible. Uh, but they worked. Yeah, you included most of my team in there. That was, that was insane. So that was the goal was that was to include most of the team. And then I was like, I need more, more. So I added a couple of my own. And that was it. Yeah, the Rantanins, Ran in yeah. and Raven in. <laughs> Reinhardt failure. Reinhardt failure. There you go. Yeah, uh, and Theodore, you you're a Ryan Heartbreaker. Yeah, right, that was... <laughs> how much time did you spend on that? Probably altogether at least hour and a half. Oh my god, I'm like, you put more time into that than you did the vows to your wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this was longer than the vows to my wife. <laughs> This was, and you know what? I expect nothing less of the tweet, though. Honestly, (laughs) 
I, and I love my wife very much, uh. but I had to make sure that this landed because I was like, listen, I, I made this bet. I got to, I got to live in it. So, you had to make sure that this land is gogged. Uh, if I have, that's true. You have? <laughs> no. I didn't see Nobody one, has right? them. He's injured all year. That's a good point. That's a, good point. It's a keeper league. Oh, that's fair enough. That uh, was uh, that was that was special. That was that was special and ridiculous and hilarious. Well Very special. And like we always say, we don't want your money. We want your dignity. Dignity. Yeah. One hundred percent. So I'm going to take your I dignity, hope- put it in my back pocket, and carry it around yeah. with me all day long. I hope oh, you uh, no. just try not to laugh so much next time when you're making love to your wife. To that though. <laughs> No, it's usually the other way around, but I'll <laughs> <laughs> true. True, true, true. Yeah, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be like a new kink shaming thing where Heidi's gonna put that on just to hear like the sad depression in Dwight's voice. See that's the thing is I was trying to say it I was trying to read it sad, but then with all the laughing I was breaking and I couldn't do it. Oh yeah. There's we like the only way we could have got through that in silence is just muting ourselves. Yeah. yeah, because that was. I, uh, I should have muted myself. I apologize. No, I kind of like. No, guy. don't apologize. Don't apologize at all. It, 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 trust me, it needed the laughter. Definitely that was. Uh, was add something. That's to there, but uh, yeah. Now that that's out of the way, and uh, <laughs> White can try and look at himself again in the mirror. We can. I don't think I can. We can continue. I don't think I ever can. I need a shower. He's gonna yeah. eat ice cream and just cry later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sitting in the corner of the shower. Do you ever want to? Hurt me? <laughs> I'm never gonna dance again. Oh yeah. All right. All right, ready? It all, it all comes it all comes back to wham every time. I love it. Why not? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a marker and then we're gonna start. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Capped Out Fantasy Hockey Podcast. What you just heard was a bet being paid out to uh, Zach, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're listening to it and you made it this far, thank you for not turning it off because you thought you were in the wrong place. Um, With me, as always, is Blair Smith. Blair, how are you doing today? What you just heard was a man... Slowly, almost like the air out of a balloon losing his dignity. <laughs> it's like when you watch a balloon whine and deflate mm. in front of your eyes, uh, that's what you just witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it took a lot and that's the whole point. We want dignity. Yeah. And let me, let me tell you, my dignity is kind of low right now. Dignity was paid. Mission, mission accomplished. <laughs> what? That you know, deep least, baritone voice you guys just heard is Zach. He is going to be with us. He's a guest today. Uh, thank you for joining us. He's been in our league now. How many years now have you been in? Five, I think it's five years now. Five years. Yeah. Five years. He's been in our league, and he came in as a uh, as a green green little rookie who didn't know anything <laughs> and drafted Jeff Carter first overall. Yes. But, but he has learned a lot yes. from from his time, and he's a valuable asset for you guys because. I, uh, me and Blair agree that he's someone who who has grown and, and really learned a lot from from this league. And uh, we're gonna pick his brain. He's gonna chime in with a whole bunch of stuff. So Zach, welcome to the podcast and say hi to the peoples for you. Happy to be here. This is my favorite annual tradition. I mean, it's been a couple of years actually since the last one. But uh, hi everybody. Hopefully we uh, we can help you out with your fantasy teams. Um, as you just heard, what happens with uh, with Dwight here, what happens if you lose? So you don't want that happening. So we'll try to impart our wisdom on you. That's correct. Dwight, in your redemption, I will say, I mean, you did pull out the W last week and then supplant yourself in first overall in our league of records. So yeah, yeah. here's me paying a little bit of, you know, filling up that cup of dignity just a little bit so hopefully you can carry on with your day and not cry in the corner of the shower. Like <laughs> oh, no, I'm uh, still going to cry. I'm still 100% yeah. going to cry. <laughs> yeah, well, your teams are be good in both league. leagues, though. Like, That's they're true. looking really good in both leagues. So thank you you, have, uh, you. you can hold your head high wow. for sure. I should really do more essays. You guys are just pumping my tires, so I appreciate that. Hey, you got to give yeah. credit where credit's due, right? 
You have to remember, Zach, the, the other league is the loser league is how we refer to it on, uh, on, on the show here. That's how some of us refer to it. So. I, I disagree with that. It's a fantastic <laughs> league with great players, and we're having a ton of fun in it. For sure. For sure. Speaking of... Yeah, uh, great practice. <laughs> speaking of, let's uh, let's jump into into some uh, some news and noteworthy stuff going on. The most important, obviously, are injuries, right? We always talk about big injuries coming up uh, that have happened because these are guys that you uh, that we a lot of times we need these guys, and then they they're gone, and then we we talk about people who we think are good supplants. So let's just start right off the hop. Jack Hughes, you know he's uh, he's expected to be out until the fourteenth, but it's indefinite. Like so. I'm I'm not sure. Have you guys heard any reports of of really what's going on there, or is it uh, it's just kind of who knows? We'll studies week to week right now, and yeah. it's not as serious day? as it could have been. It's only return day on on fan tracks, so I don't know how accurate that is. Oh yeah, because you you said he's he's expected to return on the 14th. That's the first time I've heard of like an actual return date from but, from everything I've heard. It's uh, he's going to miss some time. Yeah, uh, and and yeah. like week to week, I week mean, week. I think that looks a little bit closer to like a month time frame than it does mm. like literal week to week. Like it's, um, I don't think it's going to be a, a steady return. And I don't know. I mean, we've seen shoulder injuries where yeah, you're back, but you don't kind of come back in the way that you were operating before. Obviously, he was producing at an extremely high level clip. He was extremely almost, like he was almost sitting at two points a game. Um, yeah, that's wild. And, you know, when you come back and you have a shoulder, like you have a shoulder injury, like he's sustained, you know, you, you see a lot of the times that they don't return in the same kind of level. He's not going to be bad. Obviously he's a high end player, but I don't expect him to be what he was pre injury uh, mm. for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, that, enough that's... time to kind of uh, <clears throat> take care of it. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, we'll we'll uh, that's that's somebody that we were, were that a lot of people are going to have to fill that void, right? So, pay attention later on. Well, we're going to have some names. Yeah, we. I have a. I I plugged the name in there of the person that if uh, you know if you're looking at this and you're wondering who's going to take that spot, uh, listen in for a little bit longer. I got the person that you got to run out and grab who's going to be filling that void. So. Stay, keep uh, keep your attention uh, on us for uh, for later on. Then um, Adam Fox is the next one. He's out. Uh, I, I'm see- Fantrax says November 29th, but I mean, I guess that all depends on how things recover and everything like that. But obviously, that was a, yeah. a rough injury. And uh, you know, here's the thing about Adam Fox: he's expensive, but he he produced he was producing very well, right? So that's a big. That's a big spot to um, person to uh, empty void to be having, right? So, in any yeah, case, in those in those scenarios, his replacement is almost more valuable than him because if you, yeah. I mean, his replacement's not going to make nine and a half million. Um, exactly. But if you can go out and grab the guy who's going to take that top line power play, who I mean, it's a good power play. It's, it's very productive. You know, you see right. Fox; he produces at a seventy-five, eighty-point clip on a regular. Uh, if you can get his replacement, who's going to be a fraction of the cost, then that's a good that's a good fill in the lineup. Yeah, and and his replacement right now is cheap, 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 cheap. So that's the that's the uh, the person cheap. we'll be talking. We could probably talk about as well later on. Another one from the uh, from the Rangers. Since we're on the Rangers, let's talk about Shesterkin, who uh, he's supposed to be coming back tomorrow, but. Who knows, right? And right now, if you speaking of cheap, if uh, if Quick is available, do you go out and do you grab Quick? Just hold him just to see if he's yeah, he's been uh, good, right? Like he's been one of those ones. One of those ones where you grab and you just kind of it's worth almost the wait and see approach, right? Mm. So if you if you have no one else that you want to grab, then that makes total sense, right? So yeah, if you if you have the spot. You know, if you have that roster spot and you have, you know, you're not really worried about the ads. And I mean, in these scenarios when they're so short term, I almost suggest just kind of waiting to see the severity of it. But it's, uh, if you if you can, then yeah, sure. Grab him, see what happens. And uh, you might get a couple games out of him, which, you know, why not? That's what spot starts are for. Yeah. 
Absolutely, yeah. And um, the other, another one I want to bring up, and I don't know how to. I'm probably, I'm probably going to butcher this name, right? But because it, but it's uh, Ridley Greg, Greg, Greg. Anyways, Greg. He's a Greek. Okay, because I wanted to be like old Greg, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> no, that that's what we're that one hundred percent. That's just, it's, it's gotta old be it now. Greg. Really old Greg. <laughs> uh, he's expected back on the on the eighteenth. Honestly, he's been he's been a bit of a surprise this, uh, so far this year. So you know, and he's he's pretty cheap everything like that so so he's one of those guys that you you probably you love me <laughs> you love me anyways, anyways he's one me? another one we're gonna look at dylan cousins is expected uh uh he's gonna be out on saturday on <clears throat> saturday uh versus toronto so but anyways there's oh, a, there's no, a he, bunch no, of guys he, that so he, he did miss yeah no he oh, did, he the did Toronto miss the game um, I don't know, like, we don't really know the severity of it. Uh, obviously he is a, a big part of Buffalo's offense. Now the thing with Buffalo is they have tons of high end prospect talent kind of waiting for opportunities. So that's, that's a really, uh, a really good one to kind of keep a close eye on because you could have a few different people on ELC contracts that might get that shot. Uh, Jack Quinn's not back yet, but you got Peyton Krebs. Uh, like there's, there's a lot of good young players. You like Zach Benson, like a lot of good young players that might get more ice time if Cousins is to miss uh, longer term. So I don't know what the severity is there yet. Um, haven't I haven't seen how many games he's gonna miss, but keep a close eye on it because if he does miss a decent chunk of time, you could see uh, you could see some of those young studs that Buffalo is just loaded with. Uh, get some opportunities there. So, yep, yep, totally. Um, so, moving forward, uh, people who are returning, um, and I want to, I want to, since we haven't heard, uh, we haven't heard a whole lot from Zach yet. I want to, I want to hear what Zach has to uh, has to say about it. Hall is coming. Taylor Hall is coming back. I came back after his injury. He scored two goals in his last in his last two games. Six million. Chicago sucks, but he's playing. I don't actually. I don't think he was even playing with Bedard when he came back. No, he's sure third he line now. Yeah. So, are you are you even rostering him at this point? Uh, he's, or? he's top power play still, but he's well, third yeah. line. So he's playing with uh, Jason Dickinson and Tyler Johnson. Which mm. so he's the one driving that, but he's a playmaker, right? So I don't know. Six mil. I I don't want to roster him at that point, but that roster has been all over the place like he's been yeah. first line second line now third line like they're just trying anything so uh, so asking uh, asking for a friend if uh, if i can jump in here a little bit but uh, <laughs> asking for a friend if he came off of your ir would you drop him well the, what's the alternative who did you use to replace him how are they doing uh my friend would like to get a goalie <laughs> a goalie Goalies are voodoo right now, man. Scoring know, is up so high. I'm not taking too many risks on goalies right now because it's crazy. So you're holding. Um, okay, I'll tell. I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> I mean, free agent goalies. You're gonna get what? Jack Campbell. You're gonna get yeah. Grubauer. Bennington's been playing well though. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's the team around him hasn't been playing well, but Bennington's been doing well. But oh, Bennington Kemper, does great. Grubauer. Never when Bennington is on my team, then he sucks. So, yeah, if I, was, if, if, if I was to tell you, if I was to tell you that there's two teams, I'm going to just list the stats for you real quick, and you have to tell me which one's which, all right? Team one okay. has four wins, seven losses, 26 goals for, 38 against, and have a differential of negative 12. And team two has won two games, lost seven games, has 27 <laughs> goals for, 41 goals against, and has a goal differential of negative 14. I think you're talking about Calgary and Edmonton. I'm talking about Chicago and Edmonton. So you got one of them right. Uh, wow. There you go. There you go. But Chicago is... I knew Edmonton was one Chicago, of them. Yeah. Chicago has a better <laughs> record than the Edmonton Oilers. And yeah, that's hitting close to home right now. Differential, 
and have scored one less goal than the Oilers and have played yeah. only one more game. Can you believe that? Like, we're talking about Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane, who, sh- like, they've only scored 27 goals in 10 games. We're calling this the, the dark ages right now in Alberta. It's uh, it's really rough here right now. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Both Absolute teams are just bananas. awful. Both Absolute teams are bananas. awful. But yeah. it, like, in what scenario would you sit here and say that the Chicago Blackhawks, I mean, I was expecting the Chicago Blackhawks to be at the bottom of the barrel, like the Edmonton or like are. the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, but not, I mean. Not They're not San Jose bad. No, and, and they're better than Calgary, too. Like, what yeah. is happening in Alberta right now? What is going on? Well, do you see the announcement the Flames did? They're not uh, renegotiating any contracts right now until the team figures mm-hmm. out their shit. So anyone coming up due for contract, they're not They're not even having those discussions right now. So yeah. Lindholm, and, and the, these players, yep. like, it's... Noah Hannafin. Yep, Hannafin. Like, that's a... <laughs> it's almost like the letter Chicago sent out five years ago to all the fans. Hey, we're going into oh, a rebuild. It's going to be rough. Oh, Buckle yeah. up. I think this is the precursor for Calgary where it's, hey, we're not talking yeah. money with anyone until you guys start playing. And if you don't start playing, you're going to have a tough conversation with the fans. Yeah, that's probably. What's so that, that's the scenario where if you're, I mean, if you, if you hold any Calgary Flames right now, you know, what do you, Zach, in your opinion, what do you do? If you if you're an Elias Lindholm yep. holder who great contract four point nine million, yep. um, I don't assume that anyone's going to be holding Jonathan Huberdeau at that contract nope. ten point five. I, he's on like not 40 in a cap No, forty one point eight, <laughs> which is worse than last year, which was half uh, his production the year before. Ridiculous! Like, yeah. is yeah. there anyone on that roster that there you is would hold? Yes. Yeah, so I have Lindholm, and that's a hold because they're not going to renegotiate a contract with him. He's going to be traded at the deadline to a contender like Boston, who's desperate for a proper center, and he's going to go to a really good team. I don't even think they need to retain cap because he's four mil. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, right? like, great contract, and I, I do agree with you. I think, uh, I mean, Boston. Is- you know they're getting tons of production outside of or out of Zaka. Even Charlie Coyle had a great game last game, and then the rookie Matthew Poitras, Poitras is yeah. looking really good. So really yes, good. Really I'm good. so sick and tired of Boston. To be honest with you, every year I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is it. They're falling apart. And then what? They just lost their first game, like uh, yeah. Detroit on the weekend. Like I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna accept it. Right? It's, it's like the that relationship where you're dating this horrible girl and you just continually say you're going to break up with her, but never do. That's, that's how I feel about Boston right now. Like I'm just yeah. accepting it for what it is. We just keep waiting uh, for them to be bad each year. It's like, okay, this is the year they could be bad. This could be yeah, year. Yeah. Jeremy Swayman hasn't allowed more than two goals in a game. Wow. Like, that's wow. Not, and we we're seeing like touchdowns each, every other game right now. And Swayman hasn't allowed more than two goals. Like crazy. Mm. Nuts, I think Detroit yeah. scoring five goals against them was the most goals they've seen yeah. all year um, yeah. by like two or three goals. Yeah, Allmark's let in. Like, I think he's just, had a four goal game and a five goal game, but uh, Swimman hasn't let in more than two, which is nuts. So, and that's no Marchand, or sorry, that's no Bergeron taking those really important yeah. face offs for you. That's mm-hmm. like. No criteria. Yeah, no, no Bergeron. No criteria. Yeah, and you expect like, oh, their center depth is completely dried up. Like they're gonna struggle. Blah blah blah. No, <laughs> yeah. you get this kid that comes out of nowhere, and you know, he, and he's centering their third line. Sometimes he hops up to the second. At first, he bounces around, but all of a sudden, Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka look legitimate. I don't know. Boston drives me crazy. Yeah. So I exactly. took Zaka, and I've been patient with him, and he's finally paying off. Yeah. He was uh he was yeah he was a good one. I, I had looked at him as well. Um he's just under five million. Uh and yeah. you know, you have that kind of he, he did have pretty high draft pedigree as well. I think he was an eleventh overall pick. Uh he was just a big body player and he took took a little bit longer and he didn't fit in the uh in the system where he was drafted. was Arizona? Was it Arizona drafted? Uh I don't remember. Good question. 
I think it was Arizona or or New Jersey. It was Arizona or New Jersey. New, it was um, New, New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Fit in their system, and then you know what? You just gotta you gotta tip your hat to Boston. Well, it's gotta be the coaching or something. Like, something in the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, six like. overall in, to New Jersey. Six overall in yeah. New Jersey in 2015. So you yeah. put them in a good system like Boston, and, and you know what? They can they get the most out of their players, and we see it every year. Uh, I just hate yep. them. absolutely. I just hate them so much. Which is totally um, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so like, get back to it. You said uh, Elias Lindholm, and I think that's a great one. Uh, anyone else yep. in Calgary that uh, obviously yep. on the outside you're looking at this roster and you see that it's going up in flames. You know, as as a as a GM though, this is the kind of opportunity. <laughs> it's going up in go flames. Oh yeah, yeah. You like that? You like that from there? <laughs> this you got is, the dad uh, jokes already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was born for it. Um, you see that the opportunity to maybe go and take, like, pick some players off of a, a GM who's looking at Calgary like a complete bust. Who else do you think has some value on that roster? Uh, I'm not targeting anyone expensive from that roster because you need them to perform like the Huberdos and stuff. So it's like, why bother? Cause they're not going to earn those contracts. Rasmus Anderson, top line power mm. play, top parent defense. He's doing things now that he's not suspended anymore. I'm targeting him. Lindholm. Um, mm. Outside of that. Yeah. <laughs> Any of the young guns? Talking- I mean, Connor Zari, uh, he got the promotion. He's playing second line. Like, what do you, what do you think about him? Isn't he back down now? Uh, no, he not that. Uh, no, no, he's second line. No, so he, second line, second power yeah, play. Thinking, yeah, yeah, because he's not one of those expensive guys, right? He's not the seven mm-hmm. to ten mil. Yeah. So why not take a flyer on him? Someone's got to do something there. Someone has to score goals. So I'd rather get the yeah. ELC, ELC get an assist versus ten and a half mil Huberto who might get you a goal. Yeah, for sure. And then. Pospisili. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That name. Pospisil. He got he got his first NHL goal. Uh, when do they call up Dustin Wolf? What have they got to lose at this point? Oh, great! No, great question. He was the MVP of the yeah. NHL last year. Yep. Um, <clears throat> he is putting up some ungodly numbers in that league right now. Like he's absolutely dominating it. But we've seen yep. this from Calgary that they have these young studs in their system that they just they're not giving the opportunity at the at the high level it's it, they just want to stick with what isn't yeah. working for whatever reason and well, coronado's back down right well exactly coronado um you know dwight bff matthew phillips who ended up yep. literally saying i want out of this goddamn system because <laughs> i'm crushing it at this ahl level and i'm not getting an opportunity and so he leaves yep. and he goes to Washington and I mean, he's not blowing the doors off, but at least they're giving him a chance where yep, it, it, like Calgary is notably having horrible goaltending issues in, you know, people that have fooled me once and won't let it happen again. Jacob Markstrom. I'm not touching him <laughs> anymore. I'm done with Markstrom. I am me done with Markstrom. And totally Daniel Vladar, he is a backup goalie extraordinaire and that's all he will ever be but they have one of the best goalies not in the nhl sitting in their system and they're just not like you want to kick start your rebuild trade markstrom it's a six million dollar contract he is an nhl starter trade him for some prospects some picks and you know what see if you can possibly move huberto somewhere trade elias mm-hmm. lindholm trade mangiapani trade nazim kadri start your rebuild <laughs> except that it's not working burn it down and then bring up all these young studs that are, are, are crushing in the AHL and just let them play. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I understand maybe not bringing them into a losing system right now, if they're being successful, it's like, let them continue the su- success, but that's a good point, right? St- start moving those guys who aren't, aren't doing anything for you and then start that next wave. And maybe they'll become successful because <laughs> Dustin Wolf has accomplished everything he can outside of the NHL. He's done everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yep. he's absolutely crushing it. And if you know, if if you're not gonna if you're not gonna give them the opportunity, you have to do something or else, you know, 
you're going to see that Matthew Phillips scenario where he's like, I'm out of here. And you're just going yeah, to yeah, go play. Yeah. Alliance Lindholm, like, if they don't figure it out, he's just going to walk. And you're not oh, yeah. going to get anything for him. Exactly. Lindholm, you can move. How do you move a contract like Huberto? That's yeah. ten and a half mil. You're going to sell gonna him move. at a well, loss. You're going to sell him at a loss. You traded Kachuk for him. And sell him at a loss, you're probably going oh, to have to retain totally. cap. You're going to be... Like, that's an anchor contract. You're going to have to retain... Brutal. Yeah, I, huge. Massive. It is a massive, massive anchor. And he just signed it. It's not like he's almost... Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> just long term. It. It's so bad. So bad. Well, he could have... It's, he could uh, have... Uh, no movement clause and stuff though. I, I would have to look at that because he might he he'd probably want to have you he did an interview, I think it was a week or two ago. I don't know if you guys saw it being out in the east though, but uh where they're like the reporter's like, so when's it gonna happen? Like when are when you when are you gonna turn around? And he's just like mentally confidence, everything just broken. Mm. He's like, you know, I thought every game last year I just said, Okay, this was gonna be the game, this is gonna be like I eventually I thought it would turn around. All year it didn't. And then now it's going on again this year. Like it can't keep happening. Like sports psych or whatever they can do. They need yeah. to get that guy in there. Um, they literally have a no move. He has a no movement clause for six years. Yeah. yeah. So he would have to wave that to go anywhere. Wow. That's, that's tough. <laughs> he, yeah. From yeah. until 2000, 2031, he's 10 and a half million with an, uh, a no movement clause. Plus, <laughs> Seven like plus seven to nine million dollars in signing bonuses. So massive, massive anchor of a contract. And I don't know. Yikes. Who's who who's taking it? Who can take that contract? No, I, I don't know any team that can possibly Chicago take that contract. Oh yeah. San Jose yeah. could. <laughs> you know what? If I'm Chicago, yeah, totally. I'm knocking on totally. that door and be like, hey. And then just, oh, man, don't. Oh, oh yeah. Jonathan Huberto <laughs> lining up beside Connor Bedard. Just we just witnessed something from Blair. Oh, man. That would be too Love good. the South Park that reference. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't All right. <laughs> oh, your cable? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. no we're the only ones. We're that, oh, we're so so sorry. Tell us more about it not working. Yeah. Oh, oh you want to speak with the manager? Okay. <laughs> All right, boys. I think we need to move on from Calgary. So uh, yeah, let's get into the dad of this uh, podcast. Segment. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move into the next segment. We call it the bargain bins. And these are the guys that – so we went through the injuries uh, that a lot of people are facing. And these are the guys that, you know, they're maybe not – they're not your long-term solutions – but they are people who can help you out this week. Um, we've all got our own. And uh, so I'm going to start off with mine and then, uh, and then we'll move along. So my player that I have is Oliver Ekman Larson, 2.25 million, 55% ownership. He's getting tons of power play time and uh, in top pairing minutes. I mean, granted, the only thing about him right now is, you know, uh, Montour could be coming back. I know he's been practicing and things like that, so he could be coming back. And then Oliver Ekman Larson basically loses most of his value, probably. Um, that is the only the only thing that I'm worried about with him. But if you can, if he's there for a week, man, just ride him for a week, right? Um, my goalie that I have, sticking with Florida, uh, is Bobrovsky, which I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> uh, he's 10 million, so if you can fit him on your in, under your cap, yeah. then then you know what? He plays four games all on off nights. So, man, he is he's a guy that if you can get him, I mean, he might still suck because it's Bobrovsky, but man, it, having a goalie that starts that many games on off nights, like that's just it's got to be it's got to pay off no matter what, right? So. And then um, my bonus player for you for you guys. Bobrovsky suck. Bobrovsky sucks. I, I I like. Yeah. Playoff really? Bobrovsky doesn't. Regular season Bobrovsky. Playoff Bobrovsky does not suck. But or at least this year. Hmm. This year. But, any case, um, and here's the thing: he sucks compared to his contract. That let's just go with that, right? So. Um, Nicholas yeah. Paul is my is my bonus player for Tampa. He's three point one five million, fifty five percent ownership. He plays four games as well, 
Tampa plays four games. The one thing I like the most about this one is that they play a pretty early heavy schedule. So they play a, a back-to-back and then they play again, um, which means that you can get three games from him and then drop him and grab somebody else who's playing uh, a double uh, back-to-back later on and maximize even more space. So that's why I, I, I'm i for uh, Nicholas Paul. Um, and those are my, my guys, bargain bin guys, that if you can get them uh, and you need help, then uh, I would try them out. Um, Zach, I know you got some as well. Why don't we go with yours next? Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, 4.75 mil. He's only rostered in 29% of leagues. They have four games this week. Uh, he's top line now. Top line with Pedersen. Yeah, yeah. Right. top line with Pedersen and stuff. So I, I want a piece of that personally. Totally. And then uh, and he's on a three-game point streak. He's got three points of three games and six out of seven games. So he's uh, he's doing things. And then... These are going to be my spicy ones here. These are going to be some spicy takes because like because this is uh this is make it a break it week I think for a couple of fringe Toronto players Domi and Bertuzzi mm-hmm. where they have they have four games this week as well they play on three off nights so you can get a lot of usage out of those two they're both under five mil they're dropped everywhere in the league right now it's they have to put up points this week if they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, especially after the Lindgren uh, injury, where the coach kind of called everyone out for not stepping up, not getting physical. That's why they brought mm-hmm. Bertuzzi in. That's why they brought yeah. Domi in to do these things. They didn't do it. So it's like, all right, so this is their week to kind of show what they're made of. And if they don't perform yeah. this week, well, then they're not worth having at all. So I like uh, I like those three players. You're getting four games out of all of them. Uh, Vancouver has two off nights, so. But Toronto, the Florida is floor picks are really good too as well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, pause, gentlemen. All right. And as for a goalie stream, um, out of the the four game weeks between Vancouver, those goalies aren't available. Demko's picked up. Toronto, Wool and Samsonov, they're picked up already. Uh, Florida, best schedule of the week. You gotta get Bobrovsky. Like that's Stolarz has been terrible. So I gotta I gotta agree with Dwight there. When do you think uh, when do you think Spencer Knight gets the gets the redemption tour? I think Stolarz has to have another bad game or two. Well, Bobrovsky's gonna fall off. He does that every regular season, right? So yeah, what whatever's going on with Spencer Knight's OCD stuff because that's what he went into player assistance for. Oh. Whenever they figure that out, right? That's yeah, it's uh, for OCD. Oh, okay, okay. It, which is very vague, and none of us are doctors. But what is the OCD about? Is it something unhealthy? It's affecting his hockey clearly. So must be. It yeah, could yeah be, it, it could was be down a, in the minors for a year, right? Yeah, there was a. There was a, actually there's like a decent little article written about it, and just I, it 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 seems like it was a combination of uh, like mental health kind of like taking the OCD in the full drive, right? And then him yeah. just literally shaking while he's... So I think OCD is a little bit more vague on, on what it is. That's what they're saying it is, just probably yeah. without going into full details. But yeah, it's... Uh, so I don't think they rush him back for that reason. That's not something you can rush him back. Plus they have Herbosky and Stolars, who are two healthy goalies. Yep. And mm-hmm. they're going to win you some games. They're going to lose you some games, but... Yeah, Florida made the finals last year, so they're they're a good team, so they don't need to rush Spencer Knight back. Good point. Let them marinate in the minors, let them figure his shit out. Yeah, sticking with the uh, sticking with the Florida um, highlight that we were talking about, obviously with that schedule they have with all the off nights, it's great. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, if he's available. You gotta, you gotta go out and grab him. He's, uh, he's making the most of that deployment he's getting. Top line. Uh, I don't know if he's getting enough, uh, a ton of time on the top power play there. Um, he's no, he, he's, he hasn't cracked that part of it yet. Uh, that one's pretty solid. Carter Verhage, Sam Reinhardt, Barkov, mm-hmm. Chuck, OEL. Like you're gonna, you're gonna need an injury there. But he is, he is the backing of that second power play unit, which. They don't get a ton of deployment, but just his spot beside Barkov and Reinhardt right now, who are they're both obviously playing fantastic. Dwight knows firsthand. Um, Reinhardt's been crushing it so far. So 
if uh, if Rodriguez and at three million dollars, you know he's got uh, it's great cost to it too. So if he if he does crack that power play one, um, I know that Carter Verhage is not performing um, uh-huh. away. Like ever since he got moved away from Barkov, he has not been the same player he was the last couple of years. So you know maybe Rodriguez gets the bump to power play one, and if, if he does, then he becomes a seriously valuable player especially with that contract so if he is available highly suggest going up and grabbing him and, and and seeing what you know where it kind of takes you but even just that deployment at five on five is, is a great spot um <clears throat> and then out in montreal we're seeing uh Slavkowski finally get a good run on that top i love line. this one i love this one um you know obviously everyone knows him first overall pick uh, he's sitting in that Laferriere territory right now, where it's like, uh, you know, is he is he gonna turn into a first overall pick, or as an 18 year old, if he got the try and he did not look proper in the NHL, so they're giving him another try and they're gonna give him some actual runtime on that top line, and you know, I would uh, if he's available, which <clears throat> he shouldn't be in a lot of keeper uh, dynasty leagues, but if mm-hmm. he is, definitely give him a run, give him a try. Um, and yep. then uh, on, on the back end, you got Joseph Wool in uh, in Toronto, who is like chipping away at that starting spot in Toronto. Mm. He uh, he looks like he it, it's turning into a one A one B at this point, um, which I think it will be for the rest of the season. His last two outings have not been great by any means. But I think he, he continually gets opportunities, especially with Samsonov's injury history. I mean, he's yeah. every other game, you feel like he's going down with an injury. He's missing some time. So he's definitely worth uh, a roster spot. He's not going to give you full starter. But, again, he's that he's, he's rookie, uh, rookie contract. And he's going to be potential end of the season starter for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because Samsonov, you know, his, his contract doesn't keep him in the place that he's the forever goalie. So it yep. could be a scenario where Joseph Wall by the end of the year is the starter for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, he's their homegrown talent. And I don't know if you watched the last couple of games where he was in that. I have him in both my leagues. It wasn't his fault those goals went in. Like he's yeah. playing, he's making the first and second save. The third third save is not being cleared by defense or anyone. Like he's yeah. kind of being hung out to dry a little there. Yep. So it's but more that's of a, Toronto a, Maple a team, defense. Yeah, it's yeah. more of a team failure, I think, than a wall, yeah. but definitely like that take. And yeah, very high on well, wall this year. Yeah. I mean Toronto, you you in a fantasy perspective, you look at them like you do the New Jersey Devils, right? Like Vanacek and Schmid well, I think Schmid's a great goalie. Vanacek is not a superstar goalie. He's not a Vasilevsky. No. He's not, you know, but they're going to, he's going to get the win. He's going to get the wins by default, right? Ilya Samsonov is not a great goalie, um, but he's not Toronto. He's going to get the wins. And that's what, that's what you're going out and you're targeting. He's only three and a half million, right? Yep. And, but then you got those rookies, Akira Schmid, Joseph Wool in the background who, yeah, Samsonov, he, he only has a one-year contract. He's, he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not their long-term plan. Exactly. It's that's like the, that's mm-hmm. the gap filler. So once you know, at the end of the year comes, Toronto looks and says, "Well, he's three and a half million. We got Joseph Wolf, who's on an entry-level contract. Why don't we just cut bait with this three and a half and then use it somewhere else? Because Lord knows they got to give Matthews <laughs> his raise of thirty. Uh, oh he, my God. Nylander. Getting, <clears throat> well, Nylander. Yeah, Nylander too. Nylander's right? so, new contract. Yep. They, I mean, they, they're, they're looking for the money. And here's Samsonov, who only has a one-year deal. They gave him this to be like, you're our stopgap. So there's a very yeah. real scenario by by the end of the year, Joseph Wool is the starter for the Toronto Maple Leafs, just like Akira Schmidt could be the starter for the New Jersey Devils. And those kind of things, like, they're with the hold. So Joseph Wool, he's, if he's available, you go out, you get him. And honestly, you hold him the entire year. And you just see what happens. Yeah, he he shouldn't be available if he is in your league. Your your other GMs are sleeping, so definitely, uh, yeah. definitely pick him up. Hundred percent, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. And it's, yep. I mean, it's the worst thing when you're in fan because 
every league that you play in, you all got the Toronto Homer, right? That guy who just bleed blue, drafts everyone. He's <laughs> <laughs> got everyone on the rock, probably has Giordano as their defenseman. <laughs> you know, like you got those guys who, so he shouldn't be available, but if he is, yeah. absolutely worth the target. Yeah, hey, we saw that in our league with Domi being drafted in like second round and Bertuzzi being Bertuzzi kept. Bertuzzi was capped. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, just mis- mistakes sure. were made, but uh, yeah, is what it is. You got you, you, people like who they like, right? So, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. All right, so now we're going to jump into some fantasy risers. These are guys that, um, you know, we uh, during the draft season and, and early on, nobody really believed a whole lot in these guys, and uh, we're going to move on to. You know, they're impressing us a little bit. So my guy for this for this fantasy riser segment is Ryan O'Reilly. He's 4.5 million. He's the top line, top power play uh, in Nashville, uh, which we don't expect a whole lot from anybody really in Nashville. But he's really excelling <laughs> in this role. He's 11 points, 11 games. Um, keep in mind, he's shooting at a ridiculous 30%. Uh, so there's going to be regression there. But the thing is, is the guy's getting so much opportunity. Uh, on this team that, you know, and honestly, I don't think it's going to change. So uh, it's somebody that I'm, I'm, I drafted, I dropped because I thought, ah, well, you know, he's just kind of a throw in and I really wish I didn't drop him. He's doing, he's playing very, very well. So that's my riser um, for right now. What about uh, you, Blair? I know you got a couple you want to talk about. So let's talk about those guys. Yeah, two uh, right now. Uh, fantasy risers. I mean, you gotta you gotta give a nod to Thatcher Demko, who is playing absolutely out of his mind right now. Yeah. Uh, his numbers are ridiculous. Um, and I mean, for going into the season with that extremely disappointing year that he had last year, and uh, I mean, he 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 barely had uh, above nine hundred save percentage last year. Yeah. Um, so. You know the and then the expectations of the Vancouver were low. Very uh, did not, yeah, did not kind of look at them. But I mean, to start the year, they have come out firing. Uh, they're they're scoring a ton. Quinn Hughes looks like uh, the Vesna, or not the Vesna, uh Looks like a Norris caliber defenseman. Uh, Pedersen is is top of the league in points. Demko is looking like he's going to win the Vesna. Like it's it, it's. A perfect scenario right now in Vancouver. Obviously, I don't expect it to continue. Uh, does not seem sustainable to me in any way, shape, or form. But you know, it's it's hot right now, and and ride the lightning. Absolutely, ride the lightning. I don't I don't see it continuing, but enjoy it. Uh, and then the the other the little bonus one we were talking we we talked about it briefly when we were speaking about uh, injuries to Jack Hughes. Uh, it's really opened the way for the next fantasy riser that I have here is uh, Dawson Mercer, who has been a massive disappointment so far this year. <laughs> Had a great year last year, um, but with the injuries to Heischer and Hughes, they they look to be slotting him into that top line center role, uh, which would come with some power play time as well. And so he is a huge benefactor for that uh that new deployment so if, if if he's at all available or if you can go target him in a trade which i already have <laughs> it's uh go out go out and get him and and enjoy the production bump that he will undoubtedly receive well when you when you talk about him being uh underperforming let's call it underperforming he has one point in 11 games so, yeah. so yeah. I think there's nowhere to go really but up. Right? So. And that one point that he had was in the last game that he played, which there I'm assuming go. came at some, yeah, he had the most yeah, points he's had games. all year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> zero points. So yeah, there's, there's no lower you can possibly buy on him right now. So this is basically we're ta- what we're talking about is like is not somebody who's been impressing us, but somebody that we're expecting to impress us for the next little bit, or at least be what he's supposed to be. Zach, what about you? Do you have anybody that uh, that you that you're looking at rising? I do, and uh, what a great story if this works out for this kid, Marco Rossi. Ah, uh, 
Right. He was sent down to the AHL last year because he's terrible, really high draft pick. He's currently slotting top line in uh, Minnesota. So he's playing with Boldy and Kaprizov. Like, what a sweet spot that is. Yeah. And I'm getting to that top power play as well. They moved Addison off top power play and put uh, Rossi there. So we don't know if it'll stick, but if it does, like, kudos to that guy for (laughs) coming back from a terrible year. And he's only rostered in 51% of leagues right now. So. He like should it. be available. He's ELC, so you don't need much cap space. Even Blair could afford him at this point. So yeah, and he's he's, he's surrounded by talented <laughs> players. You know, he he has a he has a great comeback story because I mean, during that the COVID time frame, like he he had some serious serious health issues, uh, COVID related health issues that mm. basically. Stopped him from playing hockey for a year, right? Then, I mean, that's a big development time at that nineteen twenty. Oh, it's so important as as a rookie. So you know he's he's had to climb a a steep mountain, and uh, he's finally getting that deployment that you know I dream of for the entire time that I've held him. And you know, last game, last he's got uh, two goals. In his last two games with an assist, and the last game, the stuff that makes me so excited, he had five and a half minutes on the power play, and he played almost twenty-three minutes in that game. So, like, it's it's stuff like that you you see it, and you're just elated, finally being able to play between Kaprizov and Boldy. I don't know how long that sticks for, but man, it's sweet right now. So ride it while you can, right? There's some things that because you, you've been in this league now for five years, you joined it, you were kind of green. You, this was the first cap league you'd ever been in. <laughs> um, you know, there are some learning curves that come with it. And I I would say, and I think we, we could all agree that you're definitely a very experienced uh, person now in, the, in these kind of things. And not just that, but you, you do a lot of your own research. You do a lot of things like that. So what about, why don't you share with us some of the tools that you use a lot. And I mean, we use them, we've mentioned some before, but um, but yeah, go ahead. What what kind of tools do you like to use? What works for you? So I'll kind of, I'll just kind of describe my evolution through our league and I'll show yeah, you and I'll absolutely. kind of go through what, what tools kind of have helped me learn some, learn some things. So year one, I inherited a bad team with decent draft picks and I butchered all those draft picks. So Jeff Carter, first overall, just brutal. Like no, no one helped me. <laughs> right. That's so there was no support. Probably. I didn't know. I didn't know what websites to look at, what apps to use. None of that. I butchered the draft. I got vultured throughout the season for trades and it was bad. So year two, I came in, Hey, I got to prepare a little bit for the draft. So you're looking at Yahoo rankings. You're looking at ESPN. You're looking at fan tracks and kind of, but none of them really work in a cap league except for fan tracks in some cases. But early on, Fantrax rankings are brutal because it's the non-cap leagues that are drafting first through Fantrax. So Drew Doughty's at the top. Eric Carlson's at the top. All these bad, Hubert are all these bad contracts at the top. And it's like, well, I have 80 mil to work with. So that doesn't work. And then you got to figure out trades too. So trade analyzers, different stuff like that and how to just manage caps. So Eventually, over time, year in, year out, I started using different tools. So first was left-wing lock. That's not a thing anymore. Now I use an app called Rank King. I know Dwight used that as well. But uh, the thing I discovered this year, I'll get into it. It's a fantastic website. It's, it's called Zero GAR. So it's, it's zero games over replacement. So it's the number zero and then GAR.com. So it tells you every team's schedule for the week. There are off nights, what team has the best schedule, what team has the worst schedule, or teams. If they're home, if they're away, if they're going to be tired, if they're playing a tired team, if they're playing a fresh team. And then you can customize to show um, like who to pick up. So you can, there's a little scrolly bar at the bottom that says, um, you know, percentage of owned players in a league. So you can set it to like who's owned in 50% of leagues. So it'll sh- literally show you who you should pick up that week. So for this week, it's recommending all Florida and Toronto people. So if I set it to like 50% owned, it's OEL, it's Bertuzzi, it's Yarncrook, it's Rodriguez. So a lot of these guys we've talked about already. Domi, Klingberg. These guys are all owned in 50% or less in leagues. Lundell. 
but you can set it to any percentage you want. If you're in a really deep league, you got to set it a little bit lower. If you're not in a, as deep a league, you can set it a little higher. And there's a little buy me a coffee button at the top. Buy this guy a coffee who runs this website. It's fantastic. I was just, I was just about, I, I was, uh, I hopped onto the site as you're saying it. And yeah. I literally just saw that in the top right corner. It says, buy me a coffee. And I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> I, yeah. I love this. Guy. Buy this guy a coffee. This website's amazing. Um, oh, that's so it's, funny. It's incredible. So I discovered that this year. So this is the first year, like uh, for streaming last two years, I only really streamed goldies. Cause that was one of the easier things to uh, do through left wing lock or mm -hmm. rank King was to see the starting goalies. And this year now with looking at off nights, with looking at further down the road, what teams has the best schedule, what I can kind of pick what team to actually target, what players to target, what is owned where. And so it's kind of just adding another tool to our, our tool belts essentially. So great website, check it out, buy a coffee for the guy. Love it. That's I, great. Um, I love this. Uh, I love the little battery part of it. Where they're yeah. going to be tied. Yeah. I, I almost want to. I almost want to give it a try and just like do a <laughs> week of of betting all those games where all yeah. the batteries are low, like all the tired games, and just to see what yeah. kind of outcome and uh, you know accuracy it gets from from that kind of tired. Yeah, I mean, it's going to depend if it's a West Coast team going to East Coast and vice versa. Time changes, time zone stuff like that, mm -hmm. but. Uh, like a, a New York team, New York, New York team is not going to make a difference if they're home or away, really. But those other teams for sure. But it's a, a fantastic tool. Great website. I'm really liking it. It's something I encouraged uh, all my Alberta buddies here to use as well as ranking and different stuff like that. So perfect. The, uh, the buy me a coffee part is my favorite of it all. That's I agree. Part of the I, I absolutely love that. <laughs> for sure. All right. And then natural uh, stat trick. Do you guys use natural stat trick at all? No, I haven't used that one. No. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Another great website as far as just seeing the more, more in-depth stats, like mm -hmm. high danger chances, expected goals against or for stuff like that, scoring chances. Then you can go into each player, each team. It's a, a great resource to, if you're kind of targeting so, someone and you don't know if they're actually good or not, you see the eye test, they look good, but are they actually good? You can see that. Um, speaking of advanced stats, it's, uh, it leads into something that I, I was going to kind of bring up. Um, NHL Edge, obviously, has been released recently, and that's NHL's kind of version of advanced stats and advanced stat tricks. And, you know, if you, if you get a chance to watch a lot of hockey games, you see that the NHL is using a lot of that during the actual games now, and they're kind of showcasing mm. um, have you guys have you you know have you guys been on it? Have you checked it out? Have you been using those kind of stats, like those kind of stats? And if so, like what do you think? Um, I've I've I went onto it when it first got released, and I feel like there wasn't it wasn't completed yet, so I kind of stepped away from it to, to to come back to it, and I haven't really gone in and dived dove too far into it, but some of the people that I do follow um, on, on Twitter and stuff, they, they post some things that come up like speed, like the, who's the fastest players, who's the, stuff like that. So I do follow some of it, but I haven't really dove into it yet. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So um, have you, have you yet? Have you been into it yet? Oh. Uh, I mostly use natural stat trick. I don't use the, the edge website there. It's, I imagine I'm getting a lot of the same information. It's yeah. So I only use the one website. Yeah, there's there's a, a little bit of a difference. Um, natural Statric uh, and, and that kind of advanced, like just glossing over it, um, that kind of advanced information. The NHL Edge one is a little bit more of the um, kind of showcasing stats, like top mm -hmm. skater speed, um, yeah. how many 100-mile-an-hour slap shots people have taken. A little bit more of like the selly stuff. You know, like, look how fast this guy is. Look how oh. hard he can shoot. Whereas yeah. natural statric is more so like, you know, danger zone shot attempts. You can get that stuff on edge. Uh, I just find that it, it showcases a little bit more of the, the fun stats. Do you kind of know what I mean? It's like the difference uh -huh. between the two? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more fun, but not really as fantasy relevant. Who cares how fast the guy is? We want to know, exactly. you know, is he getting yeah. those scoring chances or not? Exactly. And it does like 
you can get to it. Like you can go to a player and you can go down and, and, and click their high danger, like how many shots they're taking. I just find that it, it focuses a little bit more on the flashy information that, uh, like like you said, is not overly fantasy relevant. Like you got to do some scrolling to get down to see how many high danger shots they're taking. It's right. not really like the focus like it is on natural stature and things like that. But it does have a lot of a lot of cool information. Um, you know, like you can you can pretty easily access how much time a player is getting in the offensive zone, which mm. is super important information because if they're starting all their their faceoffs and they play all their time in the defensive zone, you know, their their ability to produce on a, a point level is obviously going to be way lower than someone who's starting the majority of their time in the offensive zone. So they do have that. I just find that it's not as highlighted as you you see in like natural stat tricks. Yeah, take advantage. It's only going to make you better, right? It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. And... Exactly. And I think that ties into, you know, uh, this kind of league, this style of league, especially the, it seems like those, that information is so much more valuable when you're talking about value for cost. Right. So that kind oh, of information yeah. gets so lost in translation a lot of times in the other in, in standard type of leagues. But this kind of league, that stuff is so valuable. So that's where I, I think uh, we use a lot of those. I use money puck quite a, quite often, stuff like that. So um, I think everyone uses a lot of different things. So similar information, just different places to find it. Right. So, yes. So I think this is, uh, this brings us to the end of the podcast. And I just, I really want to say thank you, uh, to Zach for, um, jumping on and joining us and taking the time out of your earlier morning of a day. Since <laughs> 9am start. Uh, Let's go boys. Hey, it's a, putting the nine to five baby, except it's not yeah. really five. but either way, I really want to thank you for jumping on and giving some insights and, uh, giving some secrets away. Um, that can help yeah. people out, and and yeah, uh, now does, I know right? now I know what to bring up whenever I uh, send you a trade. So that's wonderful. <laughs> exactly right, and uh, <laughs> no, I just wanted to comment on uh, one of your previous episodes that bet you guys made with Alex yes, McLean. Sorry, yes, that's right. Uh, before you kick me out of here, that was probably the best bet you guys made all season. Best trade, maybe that you made all season. Although Blazers trade with for Tage Thompson was really good as well. So I hope that works out for you. Mm. I'm a little jealous that uh, Beachwood Donuts was involved, but uh, that's a great sure. trade. I hope I, I hope Tippett is terrible this year so that you guys get a professional on <laughs> helping you guys through <laughs> and uh, kind of just lending his expertise because, uh, you know, it's fun jumping on these podcasts with you guys, but I'm no expert like McLean is. So Hey, don't sell yourself short, man. Yeah, no, you, no, got, no. Uh, you got five plus years of, of being highly competitive in this, uh, you know, salary cap dynasty keeper league and it's uh anyone that joins like you, you know you can ask raf and people that join this league and come from most regular kind of fantasy hockey leagues they they view it and they're like jesus like this thing is it's yeah, yeah. and especially <laughs> as an expansion team where you come in and you don't get to draft your players you get given a team who yeah. probably wasn't managed well and it's just kind of a little bit of a mess and you you clawed and scraped your way to uh to definitely one of the more powerhouses in our league for sure so don't sell yourself short i, th- I think you're Not a professional all. yeah and that's one thing uh people got to understand when they're joining a league too and you inherit a team is a gm doesn't quit when he's on top generally right he's he's gonna have a bad team and hopefully he's got a couple picks for you so to Wes yeah. and Raph and the other guys who kind of jumped in on the league and inherited whatever the hell they inherited. They're, they're doing fantastic. So good on them. And, and it's, yeah, yeah it's, totally. just, it's, no a, one, it's, it's yeah. a long game, right? No one, no one's putting the time and effort in and building themselves this fantastic roster. And then like, Oh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's the people that lose interest and lose drive and, and they don't, yeah. uh, you know, they don't want to really, so, and the roster kind of falls apart and, you know, and then you, you inherited it and you know jeff carter first overall i mean it's not the most shining moment but you've redeemed hey. yourself hand over fist since wayne simmons was one of my keepers and uh <laughs> oh, 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 oh. What a yeah. oh my what god absolute wayne simmons was i miss that oh. guy oh man but uh anyways <laughs> once again thank you very much and um you know 
Uh, I hope we can get you on again later on, and uh, and uh, it'll be uh, and continue this. I, I I enjoy having you on, so I'm sure Blake. Oh, thank absolutely. you. Uh, I, I enjoy mean, all uh, the nice I, things you say about me and my team, so I'll, I'll definitely be back for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, I mean, we we love getting you off, and we love getting you on too. So, folks, oh well, mission accomplished. <laughs> Dose. <laughs> all right. On that note, we're getting out of here. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, and, Zach. Um, the, Thank where you, you can find us again is at Capped Out Hockey uh, on um, on X, and uh, we uh, we uh, we're on Spotify as well uh, or Apple Music. So please follow, subscribe, do whatever do whatever you got to do. Rate us, do all those kind of things um, if you can, and it, we appreciate it. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, thanks, Blair, and we'll talk to you guys later.